Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh boy, ah, I love it. When I've got really smart people, and I have a lot of smart people on this show, right? Because the show is called New Direction, but I've got somebody really, really smart. His name is Matthew Neal Davis. He is an attorney and uh, you can hear him maybe a little bit in the background there because he's about to blow your mind with his book entitled The Art of Preventing Stupid. Yes, that is exactly what I said. The Art of of preventing stupid and I'm, I'm just gonna tell you right now you're going to enjoy him he's a lot of fun and I know I know I know sometimes people have this thing about attorneys and lawyers and stuff like that he's not that guy okay just to let you know he's not that guy him and I've had this conversation before we came on the air he's not that guy he's a guy who really wants to help people he's gonna help you I don't care if you're in business thinking about business or whatever you can do you're gonna love the art of preventing stupid and uh, by the way let's do what we do every week right so, so as we get ready for Matthew Neil Davis we're calling Matthew and people are starting to join the show all over the place on cast FM by by the way, yeah, you can find us on Cast FM. You can find a new direction at Cast FM. We're doing it live, right? Not only are we doing live on Facebook, we're also doing live uh, on Cast FM. So I thank everybody on Cast FM who's joining us right now. Thank you so much for being with the show. So let's walk you through. There's John Patuchkin, Wendy Reed, and uh, Ben and uh, Dwayne. Thanks for joining us uh, this joining us right now on a new directions. All right, but let's do what we do our week. Let's walk you through. You know the four areas of your life. You know that I believe that we are four-part people. We are physical people. We are mental people. We are emotional people and spiritual people. So physically, on a scale of one to ten, one being miserable, ten being outstanding. How you doing this week? You doing? What are you feeling there? Right? You feeling like you're three, four? Oh, I think I'm a I'm a six right now. Ah, so get- yes, yeah, he's a six. All right. So do you hear that? Right? I love it. He's jumping in. Neil says he's a six. Neil, why are you a six? Um. Well, I. I'm getting some exercise, but um, I need to get more. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. See, 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 Matthew Neil Davis, right? Being honest, right? Being honest, saying, "Listen, I'm getting some exercise, but I need a little more." Folks, he's a six, right? So, so the question is not how do you get from a three to a ten or a six to the ten, but the question is how do you get from a six to a seven? What do you need to change right now? To get to that next number, because that's the big key for all of us, right? Is it's not getting to the very top, it's getting to that very next number or that next half number, right? So what do you got to do? What do you got to change in your life right now that you could do that you know you can do, right, to change that? You got that? So you got a number in your head, right? So we know that we know that Matthew's a six, and Wendy says she's a seven. Good for you. As we're going along here, and I've got people saying, hey, you know what? I'm I'm a little I'm a little bit lower than that. Well, let's figure that out. That's awesome. All right, let's go to the next side, the mental side, right? How you doing mentally? Scale of one to ten, one being miserable, ten being outstanding. What do I mean by that? Well, what are you feeding your brain? Right? What 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 things are you feeding your brain? Remember, we've got this creative side, the right head, the right half of our brain. We got that logical side, the left side of your brain. How are you feeding your brain good things? Because remember, we can always be learning, always be learning. So on a scale of one to ten out there, how are you doing mentally? What's your number? You got a number in mind, right? What, and, and and you know, think about it. You know, a show like this, this is great because you know I got Matthew Neil Davis with me, right, in his book, The Art of Preventing Stupid. This is going to be something because he's going to give you ideas, right? He's going to talk logically, but then he's going to also speak to you because you know what's going to happen creatively. Now you can you apply what he's saying in a creative way, right? So that's why I love doing the show is because I know I'm hitting both halves of brain, but there's other ways to do it. You could pick, take up an instrument. You could um, learn a foreign language. There's a lot of different ways that you can really enhance your brain. So you got that number mentally, scale of one to ten? Okay, cool. All right, third number, right, is emotionally. Scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding. How are you doing emotionally today? What do I mean by that? Well, you may hear terms like emotional quotient or emotional intelligence thrown around from time to time, right? So the question here is, how well are you able to control your emotions, right? One of the things that that I loved about... Matthew's book, right? And I keep calling him Neil because I really like the word. I'm going to rename him Neil. I think I'm just going to rename him Neil. But I really like Neil. I really do. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I like Neil Diamond. I don't know. That's an emotional thing for me, right? But anyway, but one of the things I love about his book is that, you know, many times what happens is our emotions can get in the way of doing things and we end up doing stupid. (laughs) We really do in our business. Why? Because we feel like 
we don't need to do this or we feel like what you know this is not this is not something that's that important to us at that particular point in time or it's never going to happen to me and so our feelings can get in the way and then what ends up happening is we end up doing stupid and 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 Matthew's going to talk about that late to later were you at emotionally in that scale of 1 to 10 right and if you're 5 or 3 how you get to the next number what do you need to do? And, you know, the other part of, you know, the emotional aspect is, you know, how well are you able to tune into the emotions of others? One of the great things that attorneys do is they they really do tune into the emotions of other people. So they, it's one of the things that they really do well because they're very well trained at it. I know as a psychological professional, I, I, I've had the fortune of being around a lot of attorneys and sadly, uh, because I did some forensic stuff and, and so I, I've sadly had to watch people you know, do some dumb things in their life and watch how attorneys operate. And, you know, they're very good at tuning in to those emotions. How well are you able to do it? All right. Awesome. So you got three numbers. The last number, how are you doing spiritually? Scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. How are you doing spiritually today? Right. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, we all believe in something. Right? We all have faith in something, whether it's God or whether it's we believe that nature is our answer or sometimes we even believe our, we are our own God, right? That I'm in control of everything, right? And it's okay, so be it. But whatever that is, what brings you back to center? What gives you a sense of peace? What gives you that sense, that centeredness that you go, yeah, this is what brings me back, right? What is that for you, right? And how well is that going for you? Okay, is it working for you, right? And so I always ask the same question, you know, if it is God, well, how's that relationship going? You know, if it's nature, how's, how's that working out for you? If it's karma, how's karma working out for you? I don't know, whatever that is for you, right? But I know that there is a side of us that we can't explain by science. We can't explain it by anything else. It's just that piece that helps us bring back to center. So you have four numbers, right? Think of those four numbers as the legs of a table. And if you're trying to eat off of an uneven table, it's very hard to keep the plate on the table, right? At the same time, if the table is too low and you're sitting in a normal chair, it's very difficult to eat off of a low table. So the whole idea of those four areas is try to bring them up, try to bring them up together and so that you can eat at, a, at the table that works for you because that's what this is about. And you know who helps do this? And that's going to be my next guest. His name is Matthew Neal Davis. And he wrote the book, The Art of Preventing Stupid, which is going to be available anywhere books are sold and certainly on Amazon in a variety of different ways. But Matthew Neal Davis is absolutely one of the leaders. I would call him I would call him one of the leaders when it comes to uh, attorneys in business. He has been doing this for a long time and his uh, his firm, Davis Law Firm, is is one of those firms that sometimes people go will say to him, he doesn't do business, he just gives away his business. That's absolutely not true. He's trying to help as many people as he can, and Matthew Neal Davis is one of those people who does. And he does it honestly and with a lot of integrity, and his book is unbelievable, and he speaks all over the place. He's a great speaker. He's tremendously engaging. He helps a number of businesses. He has an amazing business model that what he does is he helps small to medium-sized businesses who cannot afford to have an attorney on on staff, and he fills in the gaps for those small to medium-sized businesses and helps businesses all over the place, and he is an absolute gem to have. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matthew Neal Davis. Matthew, welcome to New Direction. Thank you. It's great to be here. That's awesome. And Matthew, by the way, is brought to us by who else? We brought to us by inline business brokers and advisors, right? Are you a business owner? At some point, you're going to need the services of an experienced business broker. And there is no one better. They are internationally known inline business brokers and advisors. With selling your business is a huge decision. So make sure you build your deal team, starting with the experts at inline business brokers and advisors. You can learn more at inline.com, E-N. L-I-G-N.com and Linda Craft and Team Realtors. Doesn't matter where you're at in the world, if you are going to buy or sell your home, they can help match you up with the expert that you need to make sure that you get the best experience possible. And if you live in the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area in the Research Triangle Park, as it's affectionately known, you can find out why they are known for their legendary customer service. And you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T. T.com. And the T-shirt shout out of the week is brought to you by the Island Athletic Club in Carolina Beach, North Carolina. It's a place where I like to go work out when I go to Carolina Beach. Uh, Jen Case and her folks are great. Uh, there's also personal training available. Find out why that Pleasure Island 
that is the place to go when it comes to working out and training. It is the Island Athletic Club. And uh, you can learn more by just checking, checking them out on Facebook. Just look up Island Athletic Club. And uh, they, it's a great place to work out, and I really enjoy it. So, Matthew, this book, The Art of Preventing Stupid, at first when I got it, I thought, okay, you're going to help me not be as dumb. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was that was my first thought. Is you just could keep me from being stupid. And then, as I as I read the book, I realized that what you were trying to help me really understand is that you're trying to keep me from doing dumb things in my business, or actually allowing dumb things to happen in my business. Yeah, I mean, our 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 stock and trade. The problem we ultimately deal with for our clients is really simple. It's their vulnerabilities, because. I serve as general counsel for a whole host of companies, and I also understand being an entrepreneur because I run one of the fastest growing firms in the country, and I represent a lot of people that run companies like that. And entrepreneurs think improve, grow, and they may think about protecting their business when they get around to it. Now, from a general counsel perspective, I'm constantly scanning the horizon going, how do I protect these people? How do I keep them out of trouble? And what we've done is we've systematized a way of thinking that allows you to effectively and efficiently be what Jim Collins calls in Great by Choice, productively paranoid, with a heavy emphasis on productive. Because any old fool can be paranoid, right? Right, right. I mean, yeah, but but how, how do you productively and efficiently go through the soup to nuts batch of problems that can keep you from achieving your business goals and help protect yourself. And that's what I did with the art of preventing stupid is setting out the basic framework of how to do that. So, so here's here's going to be some of the pushback that I can hear from some people. No, nobody's saying that, by the way. I'm looking at I'm looking at two monitors here, right? And nobody's saying this, but I'm hearing it in my head, and I'm maybe speaking for some folks. So, so Matthew, I mean, all you're trying to do is be negative on me, man. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm go go go, and now you now you, now you feel like you're such a downer because you're just saying, man, this is just. You know, I've got to, now I got to start pulling my pulling my reins back. Is that what you're trying to say to me? No. Okay. No, you know, you're from North Carolina, so you've got some redneck friends, right? <laughs> Maybe a few. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you've you've seen the the famous redneck meme of hold my beer, right? right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm the friend that actually goes. Hey, why don't we think about this before you go, you know, jump off that cliff or, you know, go try and jump your dirt bike over, you know, two semis. And so, yeah, I understand that, (coughs) pardon me, that entrepreneurs are go, go, go. Let's make this business happen. And so, yeah, get that. But every now and again, we've got to go, hey, let's scan the horizon. Let's be productively but not intrusively paranoid. And go, what could possibly go wrong? And where are we just being stupid? Because I think most of the things that happen to us, particularly with the internal vulnerabilities of our business, the ones that we can control, they happen because we're making stupid mistakes. And, you know, I had a preacher once tell me, he was very influential in my life. He says, you don't have to be smart, just don't be stupid. Right. You know? Yeah, right, right. Just don't be stupid. So, yeah, I understand that pushback, and I I deal with it because, I mean, our businesses that we work with, they move fast and they grow fast if if they want to. You know, if they don't want to, well, then that's their goal. But we help them get the – the vulnerabilities spring up to become problems that get you off track. And so if you can effectively scan the horizon for them – then you're going to get where you want to go faster. So we're talking with uh, Matthew Neal Davis and uh, his book, The Art of Preventing Stupid. It, really, it's a great read. And But before you get all caught up, you, you just need to understand that, where he's coming from on this. And what he's really saying here is, folks, sometimes we get so caught up into doing, you know, pushing so hard to, to get more done that we're forgetting that along the way that we're leaving ourselves open and vulnerable. And we need to maybe step back a little bit and take a look at our vulnerabilities. And one of the things that I like what you did here, Matthew, is, 
is that you talk about the BIS, the business immune system. Go into that a little bit by what you mean by a business immune system. Yeah, I use that as a metaphor. As I talk about how your your business is made up of seven systems, and and that plays into it. You've got your management, and everything kind of rolls around that like a that's like the hub of it. And then you've got the personnel that do the work, the production, the plant where the work gets done, the metrics how you measure it to make sure it's paying, and the marketing how you get the leads, sales how you close. And so I take those systems and I, I compare them to your body. You know, your body has the circulatory system, the digestive system, the lymphatic system, so on. And so let's let's think of both of them as an organism. Or you can think of them both as a machine. But I kind of went with the biological angle of the immune system. And your immune system protects the rest of the systems of your body. And so what I ultimately identified um, with a little help from my friend Atul Gawande, who wrote Checklist Manifesto, fantastic book, and then I added some to it. All of our vulnerabilities and all of our problems really come from one of three areas. Number one, the failure to prepare for catastrophes. Mm. Number two, our own ignorance. And number three, our own ineptitude. Mm. And there's cures for each and every one of those sources of your problems. So let's, I'm going to drop back here on this the systems piece because when you talked about these systems, first of all, I think sometimes people will get confused and they'll say, oh, systems, you're, you're talking about procedures. And, you know, sometimes people, right, because we have a tendency in some businesses to uh, define it in that way. But you're defining that there are really seven unique systems that surround the ownership if you're an owner that really surround it, and then this eighth one, of course, is the business immune system. But you're you're saying that so the plant where you physically work, or you know maybe you work mobily, but that is your plant if that's what you do. But that is in itself a system, right? And you know that if that's your body, maybe that's your skin. I got gotcha. you. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And um, you know your man- management. Let's think of that as your brain. Got it. And um, I'd never thought about it this way, so you're now putting me on the spot. You know, gosh, dang it, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's and, great. I love where you're going here because it makes it makes so much sense when you say it that way. That I mean, what I know, and I'm sorry, I put you on the spot. I didn't mean no, to do that. Okay. But it's, it's okay. but I love the, what you're doing here with this because I think for people as they're you know listening to this, you know, whether a podcast or you're you're watching us or listening to us live. You know, I, the idea of going, okay, the management part of your business, that's the brain part, yeah, okay? And, yeah. and and then, you know, okay, the plant part, that's your skin part. And then we've got some of these internal organs and veins and other, you know, joints and pieces. You know, the marketing is, is I don't know, what do you want to call that, marketing? We'll, we'll, we'll call that your site because that's how you go okay. and, uh, you know, find the leads and, the, you know, and – you know, maybe the leads is is the food that you need, and you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll call your production your muscles. I, about I, that. I love this. Yeah, and so you know, you're a, a a business just it works the same way. It's gotta it's gotta have all of these things beating. Now you know, sometimes a, a business's marketing system is just word of mouth, right? Right. Or right. sometimes you're not trying to grow your business, so. You don't need to have a marketing system, so to speak, but it's right. always there. I mean, right. you're always getting work somehow. You know, for a few years ago, I just downsized everything. I mean, I had a midlife crisis and started a law firm, but for years, <laughs> I just practiced law out of my house, and everybody thought I was goofing off. And my marketing strategy was, I'm not in the phone book. Leave me alone, because <laughs> my clients kept calling me, and then. I had my midlife crisis and said, wow, I got to go figure out how to market this because we're going to go grow a law firm to really take this message of uh, how to teach businesses how to protect themselves and then how to grow themselves. So, you know, my marketing system now is is pretty robust. I mean, here I am on the radio with you. You know, that's pretty rock star stuff, right? So, yeah. 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 Why not? But, but that's, you know, you're – 
your business has these systems, has these organ parts or whatever you want to call them beating within them. And it's great to be able to break down things. It's it's like that old metaphor, you know, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Right, right. And if you can take it apart and examine it, then you can start to really ask the right questions. And I, I got to study at Cornell when I was a kid, and we had this great professor named Ted Lowy. And he was this crazy little Alabama Jew. You know, go figure how many of those guys are there. <laughs> and just brilliant. But he did a four-part chart um, and said all government policies go into one of these four categories. And the American Political Science Association voted him, based on that, the most influential political scientist of the 1970s. And it had a big influence on how I think about things and how I like to break them down into little chunks because then we can start to ask the smart questions. So, for instance, if we talk management and potential catastrophes, um, you know, I looked at the president of a quarter billion dollar company once and I said to him, uh, you're, you're fat and you <laughs> think the next president of the company is going to be your son who's at an Ivy League school who happens to think that he's going to be president of the United States of America. <laughs> what the hell could possibly go wrong with this? <laughs> yeah, what, what could possibly go wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, but, okay, so now, you know, I talked about then once you deal with these vulnerabilities, it actually makes your business stronger. So what we did is we went out and we hired two senior vice presidents with a lot of octane and a lot of horsepower to make up for that vulnerability. And they just bought their competition and are now about 50% bigger company than they were last year. And they're hauling your gas in Raleigh, North Carolina now. Wow. Yeah. So the the point is, when we deal with where we're weak, then we can improve and grow. So protect just adds that extra little of that extra little, hey, you're not going to get this little cold or you're not going to get pneumonia or whatever it is that's slowing you down. Um the new book I'm working on is just called The Strong and Protected Business. Hmm. And it takes really a more more robust look down into the business immune system. And the business immune system is the framework that you use to analyze out where you're weak right. and where you're susceptible. Right. Yeah. I, I love and I love that. I love that whole analogy and I love where you're going. And, and by the way, we're talking with uh, Matthew Neal Davis, author of this outstanding book called The Art of Preventing Stupid, um, how to build a stronger business strategy through better risk management. And uh, we're, we're going to, of course, we're going to talk to him some more because he, he's got a lot to say because we haven't even we're just touching on the very beginnings of the book. But he's brought to you today by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They are internationally known around the world, and they have helped literally thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of a business. When it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I. GN.com and also Linda Craft and Team Realtors, no matter where you're at in the world, they will help you find the right professional, the right expert to help you sell or buy your home. And you can learn more about them by going to lindacraft.com. That's L I N D A C R A F T.com. And folks, make sure that you check out The Art of Preventing Stupid. I really highly recommend that you check this book out. And it's really a gr- it's really a great book. And it's one of those books that if you are in business or you're thinking about business or you started a new business, you really need to consider the things that he's saying here in his book because your business is, in fact, an, an active living organism and it's made up of many systems just as your human body is in. And Matthew has done a great job of even kind of talking about that on the spot, kind of put him on the spot and he's actually done an amazing job doing that. Got a feeling there's going to be a chart like that in the next book. I'm just guessing there might be a chart <laughs> yeah. like this. No, that's actually great. It made me think of So thank you. It, it made me think about this. No, you're, you're, you're welcome. Have another piece of uh, provolone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so, fo- okay, that's an inside joke. I, I just lifted the curtain a little bit. I don't normally do that, but I lift the curtain. So, folks, I, the provolone thing, it, just, just what happens is before people come onto the show, I tell them, it's like we're having this big party at my house. And as most parties happen, right, we're in the kitchen because that's where everybody seems to gather. And I said, we're drinking our favorite, you know, beverage. And there's some Italian meats and cheeses alongside. And we're nibbling and we're just two friends talking and uh, two authors and friends and, and talking. And, and so I asked, told them, I said, go ahead and have another piece of provolone uh, because it uh, was kind of the thing. I want to ask you about building this immune system because uh, I do love it. I do like this idea. And I love the grading system. So you you have on, if people could, I'm going to try to describe this and you help me if I mess this up, please. Okay. Yeah, so sure. on the, it's on the Y axis, right? Which goes up and down is the Y right. and the X goes across on the Y axis is all those systems from management to sales and marketing and whatever. And then on the X axis across the top are the three possibilities, right? Catastrophe, ignorance, and ineptitude, right? And then. We start, you start grading these, but before we start doing the grading of these things, as you did such a beautiful job and giving us so many examples, by the way, this book, uh, The Art of Preventing Stupid is filled with just so many great examples. Get it on Amazon, get it at your favorite bookstore. If it's not at your favorite bookstore, tell them you need to get it. Okay. And have it facing out because it's that good. So let's talk about these three possibilities, right? Catastrophes. Ignorance and ineptitude. How do we define catastrophe? How do we define those three things? Can we define those one at a time? Well, catastrophes are the, for lack of a better term, this late in the day, are just the bad things that can happen. And they can be natural. They can be, um, they can be internal. They can be external. And th- there's a scale of them. I mean, of course, one of your worst ones is that is dying is a horrible catastrophe. Right. Um, you know, in your data down in your metrics you know losing all your data is a horrible catastrophe or having it hacked is a horrible catastrophe and so catastrophes are the things the events that are really going to prevent you from getting getting to your goals that are they may be natural or they may relate to other people now ignorance is a little bit different considerably different really by the way the cure for most catastrophes is is preparation for them and sometimes you can prevent them okay right um so with ignorance that's a function of not knowing the skill sets you need to know right so like we just set up a new office in oklahoma city and we have done shared offices with other firms before and this time we've now got three full-time attorneys in Oklahoma City, and so we moved to a brand new standalone office, and we sucked at it. <laughs> we th- we thought we had it, and we you know I, I'm eating crow right now um, because we did a really bad job of assessing just how ignorant we were, right. and we learned a lot. And guess what? We made a really good checklist, four-page, single-space, of what it takes to set up an office. So we just didn't have the skill set of setting up a branch office. And we got a little cocky about it, and we got a bloody nose because Jamie, who's somewhere between my office manager and paralegal and right hand, and I just took – had a couple really unpleasant weeks dealing with that. Mm. And – so, you know, the cure for ignorance is, first of all, being really honest with yourself about what you're ignorant about. And I'm kind of use a brutal word in ignorance because people don't like being ignorant, right? Right. But I want to agitate the problem because it's really not kind not to. And the answer is education. Right. You just go get educated at what you have to do. I mean, come on. I could have gone to the Internet and I could have said, right. you know, go to my friend, the Google, as my kids <laughs> like to call it, and, you know, type in what checklist for setting up a new office. Right. And you realize it's all right there. Or I could have gone and got a book. Right. And I mean, this day and age, the it's really pretty shameful to be ignorant about what you need to know. Right. Because the resources at our fingertips are astonishing. 
ineptitude, by the way, ignorance is more common with startup businesses sure. or when a business goes into a new venture. Sure. It, ineptitude is when you're slacking and you're not doing what you know you're supposed to do. Hmm. So say we go and we're going to Tulsa to set up a new office here in about three months. Um, guess what? We messed that up. It's just ineptitude. Right. And that's really shameful. And we're not going to do that because, uh, you know, I've, I've, it's a, it's a once shame on me, twice really shame on me, right. sort of deal. And you know, the cure for ineptitude is building systems, building checklists, building processes that keeps things from going awry on you, and that keeps your team moving in the right direction. We're talking with um, Matthew Neal Davis. The book is entitled "The Art of Preventing Stupid: How to Build a Stronger Business Strategy Through Better Risk Management." I, okay, I want to I want to kind of look at these three things again: catastrophes and ignorance and ineptitude, because there's some there's some flags. As I was reading this book, there were some flags that kind of just uh, came up, and I thought I got to ask him about this, right? Because there is some inherent danger. I think. We kind of understand that catastrophes can happen in any one of our systems. You know, I mean, let's say you have a key. You talk about this in the book. You talk about, you know, let's say you have somebody in management who is absolutely key, right? And and then they just walk on you. And all of a sudden you're without. You're, right? Well, you talk about getting, you know, key insurance, right? You know, key personnel insurance and those type of right. things. Right. As, as a way to prevent that. But then, you know, you talk about, you know, we also talk about, you know, the plant, right? Let's say you're in, let's say you're in uh, housing, uh, retail, uh, you know, warehouse, warehousing, right? And let's say you have a fire and it destroys the whole warehouse stuff that you're doing, right? Well, you can get insurance for that, right? So some of these things are, are, are catastrophes can happen, right? Natural and, and human catastrophes can happen. And we can create our own human catastrophes. You talk about that. But the ignorance, and, and I get that because catastrophes are typically what I think we kind of think about when we think about, you know, well, how do I prevent something bad from happening? So we get insurances and things like that to do that. But ignorance is one of those pieces. I, I think there's two things here. I think one, you're absolutely right. We have the Google, which <laughs> I know I just called it the Google. I don't know why I did that. I think you, <laughs> it's you, infectious. I, it's really crazy that you just did that. And I just repeated that back. The Google. I don't even know why I did. It's like the Twitter or the Facebook. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, they the... call it. Yeah, I call it the Facebook. <laughs> That's what old ladies call it. I, I know. I think, it's, we're, we're I think it's funny. <laughs> I do too. I don't know what happened to the show, but it's just kind of what the whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, but. One of the things that, you know, I've always heard, and I know you've heard it too, is the most dangerous people are the people who don't know what they don't know. Oh, yeah. And that's that's what I'm talking about is you got to be really honest with yourself about what you don't know. And uh, the, the reason that you can figure it out is because your problems are the flip side of your goals. And what I'm saying there is once – Okay, what I'm saying there is once you set your goals, you just defined your set of problems. Gotcha. Because, you know, there's this idea that the beach bum has no shirt, no shoes, no problems, right? Right. It's because right. he has no goals. Right. And every one of us that has goals has got a predefined set of problems. And it generally comes with a skill set of something that we need to learn to get there or we'd be there already. Right. And so we then have to go map out very assiduously, very detailed what we need to learn and then go figure out how to do it. It's like with my firm. Last year, we sat down and we we run the business immune system every quarter at least, sometimes more. And um, I said, marketing, um, the book is really part of our marketing and we are completely, totally ignorant about book marketing. We are zeros. We are complete ignoramuses. And so by being honest, we then go out and we buy books. We start doing, uh, I think Nicole did an online course, and that's our marketing director. And we start figuring out what it takes to go market books because having our book in the hands of people is a real way of us generating business. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. And 
you know, I think it's interesting, is, and and I'm going to you know pull back the curtain again on you and I here because we actually have a connection that no one out there knows. But uh, Maggie Maggie Lichtenberg was my first book coach when I wrote my first book, and you know, and she was incredibly. Um, it just gave me so much information about how the book world worked because she had spent 22 years with Simon and Schuster and Penguin Publishing. And did you, she was your book coach too, wasn't she? What did, didn't you consult her as part of book coaching? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Maggie is just, you know, I wouldn't be here without Maggie. Yeah, she's, she was terrific. And, and I'm using her word cause she loved to use the word terrific, right? That's just one of her words uh-huh, is yeah. terrific is she liked to use the word terrific. But it, 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 it's, it's, I think what you are practicing when we're talking about Maggie here for both you and I is that we were ignorant. I was completely ignorant to the book process. I had no idea how this worked. I had no idea, you know, that you had to do your book in a particular way for the libraries to purchase it. And Maggie had to give me that information. And I, I, I think that sometimes what happens is we, we as entrepreneurs will jump in you know, with both feet, we, I, I believe in sometimes you, you leap before you look and we jump in with both feet. We're swimming as hard as we can. And we're, we just don't have enough information to understand that there's actually a smoother way to do this. And why do you think that, why do you think that we do that so easily that we will just avoid, you know, getting all our information up front that we'll just figure it out as we go? Well, and I call that um, fire, ready, aim. <laughs> that's, you know, that's that's what it is. Well, because on, entrepreneurs are are people of action, right, and right. they they go out. They're going to change the world. They're going to make a decision, and then they're going to adjust. Right. And yes, that's that's great. And I I'm a I'm a big champion of entrepreneurs. I mean, I'm I'm an entrepreneur myself. I mean, right. people are shocked. I, I don't even like talking to lawyers anymore because they can't <laughs> believe what we're doing. Um, you know, we've grown 600% in four years wow. and are on a trajectory beyond that. And they're like, you can't do that. And you can't have offices in four cities. And I'm like, why not? And right. okay, so it's, it's, it's the nature of the beast. But here's the little piece I'm putting in there, and I'm going to speak from a position of authority. Again, I'm going back to Jim Collins, and Jim Collins is, of course, the guy that wrote Good to Great, one of the all-time best business books. But he's got a follow-up to it called Great by Choice. Again, another New York Times bestseller and really a better book for small business. And – he talks about what the 10x business leaders do, and they do four things. And these are the bi- these are the business leaders that just absolutely rock it, that kill it, that make things happen. Number one, they have fanatic discipline. Okay, that's what you're talking. Right. Go charge. Number two, level five ambition, meaning they're going to take the company places. Number three, they have empirical creativity, so they're doing lots of things, acting. Right. But number four. They practice productive paranoia. So the reason they do it is because that's the nature of the beast. What I'm saying is the really, really good ones, the cream of the crop, practice productive paranoia. And that's what I'm teaching you in the art of preventing stupid. And he cites examples of guys like uh, this what's this guy named bill gates yeah yeah that guy that guy yeah some little yeah. guy yeah he did a couple little things got a couple little businesses and a yeah. little charity yeah who bill gates was constantly scanning the horizon about what can possibly go wrong hmm. and you know they talk here about andy grove of intel looking for the black cloud in the silver lining hmm. you got to ask yourself what can go wrong look you can be good by charging forward, but the likelihood of being great is just not there. If you want to be great, you want to be a great entrepreneur, you've got to learn the art of preventing stupid. Love it. Love it. And by the way, that's the name of the book. The book is called... Amen. Yeah, look, I'm a wordsmith. Come on, I'm a lawyer. Yeah, come on, man. The art of preventing stupid. You heard him. Matthew Neal Davis. 
Listen to this, right? The Art of Preventing Stupid. Great book. Find it on Amazon. Find it at your favorite bookstore. It's available everywhere. It's so many different formats. Uh, get your favorite format. It's uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's You're going to love this book. And I don't care what kind of business. I don't care if you're an established business, or you're starting a business, you're thinking about doing business. You really need to read this book. I, I think if, you, if you're somebody who's thinking, man, I want to get into business for myself, you really need to read this book first. I, I really do really want to recommend that you need to read this book. And if you've been in business for a long time, you need to read this book too because you need to be considering some of the things and doing some grade outs. All right, he, he uses example after example of how he grades out the different parts of your business, right? We, he calls them different systems of business, and he grades these out everywhere from an A to an F, right? And whether, you know, it's management and what's the potential for catastrophe or what's the potential for ignorance or and, and what's the grade for ineptitude, depending on what that piece is. And depending on also the timing, you know, what where are you at in your business? Are you a new business? Or are you established business? And he goes through and there's a lot of great examples. Some of them he are real. Some of them he is given examples of. But it's really, really good. And I really highly suggest that you really pick it up. And he's brought to you today by inline business brokers and advisors. They represent profitable, profitable privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. Inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is a registered trademark for inline business brokers and advisors. And you can learn more by going to inline.com. It's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And also, Linda Crafted Team Realtors, no matter where you're at in the world, they can help you find the right expert to help you sell or buy your home. And if you happen to be in the Research Triangle Park, that's Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill area. You can find out why they are known for their legendary customer service, and they are bringing you Matthew Neil Davis and the art of preventing stupid. So let's talk about this, uh, the, the words, the preventing stupid part. Because we, you know what we've danced around, we've talked about the business immune system, you know, we've talked about the systems that, you know, we're looking at in your business, we've talked about catastrophes, ineptitude, ignorance, and, and we'll talk about them some more. But what, what is the stupid part? Where does the stupid part come in? Well, um... Maybe I'm just being a smart ass, but I'm maybe not. You know, I'm saying, look, guys, this is just stupid to not think about this. I mean, let's go back to my example of the hold my beer <laughs> meme. Okay, come on, guy. Let's quit being stupid. Let's let's start thinking about what can possibly go wrong because most of the catastrophes that happen, come on, you can figure this out. It's the same stuff happens over and over right. again. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. And, you know, just being ignorant is pretty – it's stupid not to sit around and figure it out. Right. And and being inept when you know you're supposed – what you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing I mean, that's just, as we say in the law business, per se stupid. And so I, I, I'm trying to get across the idea and I'm trying to agitate the problem of – Guys, let's let's start acting like grown up let, let grown ups when we're running our business. Let's start being a little more productively paranoid, and let's build a system. I mean, come on, think about how crazy it is that we have all these businesses with all these awesome systems and all these awesome ways of producing things, of hiring people, of managing, but protecting the business just kind of gets pushed to the to the side and I just don't think that's very smart uh, no it's not smart and and but I I think that we are so I think when it comes to like the business part I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of myself and I'm trying to think of the businesses I consult you know along the way I think what happens is they don't they they are pushing so hard to go they're pushing so hard that they just feel like sometimes you know, that whole thing that I said earlier, right, that it's the Debbie Down, you're holding me back from moving forward. And, yeah. And yet and, that's and not true. A, it's not true if, and there, here's your if, if you can use an effective and efficient system that not only helps root out your problems, but actually increases your performance. That's really serious value added, right. and the space that we're occupying 
in the marketplace is we're the firm that teaches you how to do that because there's a real lack of help because law is particularly well situated for thinking about your problems because guess where you end up when all hell breaks loose and everything goes wrong. Oh. You end up in a lawyer's office. Yep. So from our perspective, 99 times out of a current, out of, out of 100, somebody comes in my office, and the guys that work for me, I'll tell you the same thing, and they, they end up here with a big active problem. We're going, well, of course, you know, if you'd called me before you got into this, we could have got out, we could have helped you out of that. Or we could have prevented it or at least mitigated it. And so law's vantage point is really good. But lawyers don't think that way because we're not trained in law school to think that way. And the second book I've got, we're trying to figure out where to publish it now, is called How to Train Your Business Lawyer. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, thinking that's about funny. putting like a, that's a boxer dog right. in a suit on the front, you know, because I want to get the point that business needs to learn how to work with law and law needs to grow up too and start working with systems that help business get ahead of problems because law gets this big emotional payoff of, hey, I'm going to come in and be the rescuer at the end of the day. And if they would instead become a co-creator in the business, man, we're really adding value. Right, right. So, sorry, I got off on no, the next. No, 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 no. But I, I think it, I think it all falls in line with this whole idea of that we just, we just don't take the time to go. Okay, have I protected my business the way I need to protect it? And then, what are the things going on in my business that I'm not paying attention to? Because one of the things that you know occurred to me as I read this book, and I and I did really enjoy it, is one of the things that I was reading. I was like going, you know, I, I don't know that we take the time to think about okay, what can go wrong with the plant? What what can possibly go wrong in my management team? What could possibly go wrong in my marketing team? What's going on in my sales team? What about production? You know, what about me? You know, what about me as the owner and the CEO or the founder or the, you know, what are the potential things that are catastrophes or what am I ignorant about or what am I inept about? And, you know, I, I, I was thinking about those things as you're going through because I think those are, we just don't stop to think through those things enough. I think we will think about it and go as business in general, but I feel like we don't stop and look at each piece of it as you describe these systems. I feel like we don't look at it individually and really consider, okay, what what is the potential here? Well, no, and the reason why is nobody is out there with an efficient way of doing it. Mm. And it's like, mm. oh, well, you need to be worried about this. Well, that's a pretty big this. It's a big elephant. And what the business immune system does gives you 21 points, 20 and not all of them are going to apply to every business. Um, You know, some people are just going to go, yeah, I'm not worried about that right now. And yeah, that's fine. I mean, um, you know, if you're 22 years old and you're starting a business and it's just a startup, we're not going to worry about the catastrophe because if you die, the business just dies. So the hell with it. Who cares? Right. Right? You know, it's, it's not that, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, if you're, 50 years old and you're running a $20 million business, we're going to start being concerned about that because right. we got to think about the likelihood. I can sit down with a medium-sized business, $5 million business, and generally come up with a pretty good sense, and not pretty good, a really good sense of where they are with their business immune system in an hour's worth of time. That's how fast it is. Right. And then you walk out of there Sometimes we use it as a grade card, and some, and I'll use it as a grade card just to agitate the problem, um, or we we use the boxes to fill in, start making a list of where the problem is, mm-hmm. um, and then we come up with the priorities of what we want to deal with, and we do it where we end up. We like to get our our clients' logos, put them at the top, make a poster size business immune system. And a lot of our clients have these things hanging on their walls between board meetings because then they're looking at them going, oh, 
yeah, these are my priorities, or, oh, when we, when we sat down and ran the business immune system, we agreed that we flunked ignorance in personnel. Right. And, you know, I did that with um, a great company, great clients and great friends of mine. But these guys are, they work out in the oil patch and, you know, they're wearing steel toed boots and they got patches on their shirts. And I show up out at their office and, you know, I'm some guy in a starch shirt and wingtips. And I look at them and I said, you guys are ignorant about how to hire. Hmm. And they weren't real happy with me. Hmm. But guess what? 30 minutes later, they're going, Davis, you're completely, totally right. And that's our problem. And we couldn't even see it because we couldn't see the forest for the trees. Right. And they fixed the problem. Right. And, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, you talk, you give some great analogies, by the way. And I really, I really like this analogy that you're kind of working with. You call it the pinatas. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. Where you talk about in the book where. Sometimes you just got to have that thing where you maybe haven't solved the problem, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, you haven't been able to figure out how to exactly solve it, but you just take a whack at it every, you know, you've got it sitting in front of you so you can just take a whack at it. Talk more about the pinata approach. To... We call it pinata theory and uh, not, not to be quarrelsome, but no. I, look, if you go out, there's uh, Emerson had this great quote about how. Uh, for those that set goals, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing at this point, you know, the universe conspires to help you. And, you know, he was a sort of transcendental weirdo. But the biblical way of looking at it is the Lord helps those that help themselves. And, you know, you go out and you just start asking the questions. But, you know, once you identify what your goal is or what your ignorance is, and you just have to start swinging at that. And sometimes you're going to feel like you're just swinging in the dark. And, you know, right now we're working on getting more speaking gigs, and sometimes we just feel like we're swinging in the dark. But guess what? We're still swinging, and one of these days we're going to hit that pinata, and we're going to get that candy, and I'm going to be on the exact stage as I want to be and bringing in lots of work to our seminar company, which is the next project we have in the works. And, you know, there you go, too. Our We're building our seminar company right now or maybe just the branch of the firm where people can come in they can work with us for a day or two and we're going to teach them how to think about how to do the business immune system how to be productively paranoid and guess what we're a law firm we fix people's problems right except that we also have right. our custom legal department program law firms don't do seminars right this is you know this is us inventing it so I'm up in Wichita today and meeting with a friend of mine that we've got acquainted with. And I'm like, you've done a lot of these. He says, yeah, I, I quit counting 12 years ago after I did my 1600th seminar. Right. And, you know, that's that's me swinging at the pinata. Right. And I'm going, you want to help me build this stuff? He's like, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. Because he loves the art of preventing stupid. Right. I love that. And by the way, guess what? That's the name of the book. He really, I'm good. Yeah, he's so good. He ends he ends his like little commentary with, "That's the art of preventing stupid." Because that's the name of the book. He wrote it. His name is Matthew Neil Davis. By the way, it's three first names, which is awesome because I can call him any three of those and it works. And that's what I, I think is a genius. Also, by the way, you call him Matthew, you call him Neil, you call him Davis, and it all works. Uh, but the it, the book is called "The Art of Preventing Stupid: How to Build a Stronger Business Strategy Through Better Risk Management." It's available on Amazon, your favorite bookstore, as well. Uh, it comes in a variety of formats, so you can get it in any format that works for you. If you're somebody who likes to watch, read it digitally, certainly you can do that. You can hold it in your hand, and uh, it's available in all those formats. So make sure you check it out. Again, it's called "The Art of Preventing Stupid," and we're talking with um, we're talking with Matthew Neil Davis, the author of this outstanding book. I want to move back for a second to ineptitude because ineptitude seems to be one of the most common issues when it comes to a business that's been around for a long time. And I have a lot of people who are joining us on the show who've, who've had their business for a long time. And one of the issues, and I think this falls under ineptitude, but Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Why am I saying that? You're going to. Um, but but um, if I am. So, but one of the issues is that sometimes in the sales team, right, 
Um, they know what they're supposed to do, like in terms of follow up, right? They're following up with the lead and stuff like that. But many times they don't do that. It, 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 that is ineptitude, right? Isn't it? Because it's what they sh- they know what they're supposed to do, but they don't do it. Isn't that ineptitude? Oh yeah, and um, you know, I, I I can speak directly to that. We we just um, we just had a little ineptitude in that, and I had to start a new system to to make sure that we were following up with all our leads. Oh, do you, Do you want to share that, or is that a secret? No, no, it's 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 no problem. No, I mean, <laughs> I would well, love to. This, that, this is why I call it the art. I mean, this is not a science, right. and uh, there's I've made enormous amounts of mistakes in what we do now we make fewer than we would because we right. use this system but there's that old saying or it's not an old saying I, it's my dentist had it and he had a saying up on his wall that the the best dentist had the most cavities right and um <laughs> That's beautiful we you know a lot of law firms are, are really horribly run by the way they, they don't think like they're businesses um if businesses really knew how law firms are run, they would be absolutely horrified. And we are an aggressive growth firm, so we track our leads and we we keep pretty good marketing metrics. I'm constantly working on improving them, but we had moved to a new format, our um, CRM, which is really our billing program, I should say our billing program, added a CRM that is a lead tracking feature and we'd come from a company called Pipedrive previously and we just weren't following up very well with it and oh, that's on me I mean that's ineptitude I know it's supposed to happen and so I really noticed that we were slacking off and we weren't doing a good job and very frankly we were leaving money on the table so I started a new procedure where right after the the attorneys still do the sales in our company and I think that's always the way it's going to be and we started at our Monday case review meeting we go through all the leads and we make sure that everybody's followed up on and that if we've got contracts pending we're following up on that and that has you know it's making us thousands of dollars a week so what what, what what changed? I mean, what, what what was the true behavior change for you? Was it bringing them into the same room and making that happen? Was it that the, that you the, were going or, or the or how did you work out, make that work? The real cure for ineptitude is building the system. So for us, it was number one, it gets reviewed um, every Monday at two o'clock. When all the attorneys are, we're kind of spread out, so we're usually on a conference call or a Zoom call together. And um, so we, we review every single one of our pending leads, whether it's a contacted or, con- we don't really worry about consult set because that's coming. Right. But if we have contracts pending, we review it then, and then we review it, and then they get a reminder email to follow up, and then we review the follow up at the cash flow and collections meetings on Wednesday and Friday morning and building that system just that little internal rhythm of how we do things was my way of dealing with the ineptitude of us not following up with leads the way we should have uh, the, by the way that's genius good for you I love that well I mean, well, I mean, well no I mean this is an issue for many businesses that, that, that I mean do you know how many complaints I get from different companies as a consultant to these companies that say to me, help me get my people to, you know, do more leads. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, we try to build these systems and put these systems in place. Something sometimes more accountability, just like what you're talking about here is what we do. We've had to put, you know, consequences for not doing it, you know, because some of these, some of these places are bringing in thousands of leads a month, you know, and they're just, you know, they're not being followed up on. And then what happens is many of the, people who are supposed to be working with these leads, they're cherry pick. You know what I mean? They look for, well, I'm only work with the leads that I'm going to work with now. And then what happens is the people who are looking for something a couple months from now, whatever that may be, they just ignore them and they get thrown in the wastebasket. And yeah. And you've got to build in the accountability of making sure that it gets followed up with. Right. And, and, and we're 
very fortunate to be using some of the, the uh, we use my case, which is a legal, um, it used to be, just be a billing and accounting software, and now they're they're getting really robust with it. And it's kind of funny. We're I think we're their one of their favorite customers because Jamie will send them emails and say, "Hey, you guys need to do this." And guess what? Like three weeks later, they've made all these changes. Oh, wow. And um, so they've been a really great company for us to work with because they're very responsive and and are building out things that you know getting a good CRM like that and there's there's hundreds of them out there. We loved Pipedrive, which is a really good lead tracking uh, service, and it was like fifteen dollars a month. It was next right. to nothing, and just keeping track of that. I mean, you realize how? I mean, you you do how valuable your leads are. Oh yeah. And I realized, you know, the the one thing that really set me off is, um, I realized that we had one guy that we just hadn't followed up with very well. And, you know, next thing I knew, I called him and I had an appointment with, with him the next day and we clipped a $5,000 retainer. Right. And so then I had a little soapbox moment and next thing I know, Dixie's going, oh yeah, I called that guy and we just got 750 and uh, we, you know, we were almost letting it slip through the cracks. Right. Right. But. Yeah. And it happened. And, and by the way, this, this, by the way, this is a common thing that happens. In, yeah. in businesses, it's it's just it's so common. Do you realize that you and I have been on for an hour? Yeah, you know we're we're just well this I love this stinking provolone. Where did you get this? <laughs> well, I, and I'm a bigger fan of the parm. I love that parmesan. It's imported. Yeah. That imported parmesan that we're having is is, is delicious. Goes, but you know I don't like the capicola. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I, that's I, a little fatty. I know. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, so I, I, I didn't like the way they cut it either. <laughs> We're having some fun with Matthew Neal Davis, author of this great book entitled The Art of Preventing Stupid, uh, How to Build a Stronger Business Strategy Through Better Risk Management. You have been so much fun, and you have been a great guest, and uh, I I would love to do this again. I can't wait to, I, I can't wait to get your next book. Because you are a lot of fun, and so I want to thank you for, first of all, just giving us so much fun. It was, this was enjoyable. I really did. I thank you so much. Well, thank you. I had a great time, too, and, you know, let's we'll, we'll just crack another bottle next time. So. <laughs> I love that little Brunello, little Barolo, right, a little Poyac, whatever it may be. Uh, I wanted to be a sommelier, if you don't know that. You didn't know that, but it's true. Oh, yeah. I, the best job I ever had, I... I worked in a winery in upstate New York, and it was fantastic. All I did was drink all day. That's awesome, awesome. And and this is why this is why he has Esquire at the end of his name. Uh, by the way, Art of Preventing Stupid um, is book. So I have this I have this thing they do in the show. So the show is called A New Direction, as you well know. And the reason why we call it the show is because we try to help people find a new direction in their life or their career or their business or all three. And so I ask every guest, you know, based on your book, A New Direction, I mean, based on your book, The Art of Preventing Stupid, if you were to give folks a new direction when it comes to their business based on your book, what would be that new direction that Matthew Neal Davis would give? It's, it's real simple. And again, let's go back to the authority of Collins. Learn how to be productively paranoid, and guess what? I teach it to you in the art of preventing stupid. That's awesome. His name is Matthew Neal Davis. He's author of the book, The Art of Preventing Stupid. We've got to thank our sponsors, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Uh, you can learn more by going to inline.com, E-N-L-I-G-N.com, and Linda Craft and Team Realtors in the greater Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area, the RTP area. We need to thank them, too. And you can find more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. Uh, Matthew, stay with me just a second. Folks, this is the show. The show's New Direction. We've had a great time. We've had a lot of fun. He has been absolutely outstanding. The book is great. You, I really suggest, regardless of reacting to business, take a look at it. Grade your system. Start grading yourself. And if you can't grade yourself, I'll, I'll give him a call. He'll help you grade out your business for sure. But, folks, I say it every week. Be inspired because when you're inspired, that means you can inspire other people. And in turn, they can inspire others. And that can make this world a great place. Come back next week because we're going to have another great guest on, an, on in another great book, and I look forward to seeing you soon. So as I say every week, ciao, everybody.
your confidence And the answers don't make sense You've got to keep your hope alive you got to know you can survive This is your Dreams will take you places you have never